0: have tuned in to a very special interview edition of Sci-Fi Fidelity. My name is Mike and I'm here with Dave and we're introducing a second part to our librarians coverage because apparently Christian Kane, who's our interview subject for this episode, has a very interesting turn on the librarians coming up in a fun episode on January 3rd. Right, Dave?
1: Yes, he does. And he brings it up in the interview. He's obviously purposefully vague about it, but you can really tell he's excited about that episode.
0: Yeah. And of course, we can tease what they have out there in the publicity sphere. It says for the description of episode 407, which is called And the Disenchanted Forest, when dissension threatens the group, Baird takes the librarians to a charismatic self-help guru's team building camp on the edge of a forest where people have been mysteriously disappearing is there a monster in the woods or is something more sinister going on and can the librarians get their team mojo back in time to defeat it so apparently uh <laughs> Christian Kane's character is really going to be part of this fun uh, team building dynamic that's going to be going on in this episode that's coming up on the 3rd
1: yeah and certainly Christian Kane has fans that span the librarians as well as a show like leverage which he was a major part of so i think if you like christian kane you're going to love the interview i mean he's got a lot to say about you know a lot of things he's worked on and just what a cool guy
0: you know just really a fun interview so let's go ahead and take a listen to our christian kane interview which happened a couple weeks ago
1: thank you christian kane for joining us today on sci-fi fidelity uh, happy friday
2: Well, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me.
1: So season four of The Librarians returns to TNT on Wednesday, December 13th. And I understand you're planning to get together with the cast and Dean Devlin to watch the premiere and throw down a little bit on social media. I I would imagine that's a lot of fun.
2: Last because we haven't seen each other in a couple of months now, we've all gone off and done some other projects and stuff. So this is a fun time of the year for us. We'll go to Dean's place and sit there and uh, you know have a little bit of wine, maybe a couple of beers, and just get to sort of see the fruits of our labor. You know, none of us have seen all any of them cut together yet. And the, the great thing about our show and other shows like our show that are a sci-fi genre is that we're always acting to something that's not there. You know, we haven't seen the monsters yet. We haven't seen the magic or the forces. And so once we, we get to see what what we did but we all get to see all the cgi that's put in and what we were actually scared of in the first place so it's a fun time for us man we all sit around and high five and give each other kisses and uh and it's always great around this time of the year because you know christmas is coming up and so it's kind of a christmas gift to everyone out in the in the world and then also it's a gift to us
1: now are you able to get together for any other episodes during the season or just the premiere
2: I mean, sometimes we'll get together. I remember uh, one year, Lindy threw a little party over at her house, and we all came over and, uh, and had a couple of cocktails and uh, and just had fun watching it. But, you know, once once it gets close to the Christmas season, a lot of people end up going home or going to family, you know. So, so it's, it's even better because then I get to go home to my family and get to watch episodes with my family. So that's kind of fun as well.
1: Yeah, now who are you going to enjoy teasing the most when you guys are together?
2: Uh, well, unfortunately, John Kim is usually the brunt of every joke. But uh, he is actually in Australia right now visiting his family for the holidays. So, you know, it's always fun to hear Larroquette's comments. You know, five-time Emmy winner, there's nothing about comedy. You can't tell this guy. Literally going to work every day with him is like a cup of coffee. And, just, you know, you take notes when it comes to, to comedic acting because the guy's done so much of it. So it's fun if Larroquette shows up just to see his sort of dry humor and comments he makes throughout the show. That's a lot of fun.
1: Okay. Now, now what can we expect from Jake Stone in Season 4 that maybe we haven't seen before?
2: Um, you know, they're dealing with a whole nother monster this year. I can't get into it too much or give it away. But, you know, there's a lot of inner demons that they're going to be fighting this year. And saying that, I said that to say this, the fighting. I get to fight a lot more this year, which is, you know, which is what I grew up on, you know, growing up on Angel and growing up on Leverage. You know, I did all the fighting. I did all my own stunts and I do them here. But... For a while, you know, Rebecca took that page because you know she was the special ops person, and you know she was the one that was the fighter. But over the past couple of seasons, if you've watched the show, you've noticed that I learned to fight from the Monkey King and all this other stuff. So there's a lot more fighting for me this year, and I absolutely love it because I look at it as a dance. And I'm a huge Steve McQueen fan, and uh, you know that's my specialty is, is fighting on camera. So um, I'm excited about that. And if people, if you are an Elliot Spencer fan from Leverage, or even an Angel fan, you're gonna enjoy this. This, this character a lot more this year, Dub Jacob Stone, just because he gets to throw hands a lot more. Well,
1: I, I do another podcast, and we do cover each episode of the Librarians. And as soon as we were finished with season three, I can't tell you how many people asked us to start covering Leverage, which <laughs> which isn't exactly in the sci-fi genre, but yeah, we we gave them a little bit. Um, now. One of the things that I've noticed is that you know Jenkins mans the home front, Eve makes sure the ops run smoothly. I always get the sense that Jake's in charge of the three librarians. I mean, does he see it that way, or how does he see their working arrangement?
2: I think that you, I think you might be onto something there. I really think that. When they're in the field, especially if Baird's not there, he kind of does take a little bit of the control only because I think Jake has a cooler, calmer head than everybody else, you know. Uh, Ezekiel Jones, played by the great John Kim, just runs in head first And Cassandra is usually figuring stuff out as things are happening. And I think Jake is just, you know, he, he kind of takes Baird's role in the field when Baird is not there of being someone to look to if there's a problem. You know, we all three are solving problems and, and trying to figure out how to get out of it. But I do like the fact that you brought that up. I can see that. Yeah, I think that maybe just because Jake is more of a fighter than any of them, they sort of look to him to be the wall that they can maybe hide behind to because, you know, they, they figure out problems uh, just as much as I do. So it is a team effort, but I can see where you would uh, where you would think that, and I appreciate you thinking that because that's kind of how I feel when I'm out there. Well,
0: and I
1: think he, his character is so complex, because aside from the physicality, he's also got such a high IQ, he's so well-read, he's a historian, I mean, there's just so many facets to his character that, not that the others are one-dimensional, but compared to him.
2: Absolutely, no, I I can see exactly what you're talking about, I, I do agree with you on that 100%.
1: All right, now, season four's big bad, or at least one of them, is Monsignor Vega, played by John Noble, who a lot of us know from Fringe. And he seems to be right up, at least what we know about him so far, right up Jake's wheelhouse. Um, Mm -hmm. Any hints about how he sees this Vatican bishop who's apparently involved with some mysterious secret order?
2: Yeah, yeah, and i tell you what, man. He's right off the bat, too. We, we see his character in the uh, premiere on, on Wednesday. And he is just, man, it was it was so much fun to sit there and work with him, man. Just his voice, his demeanor. We've had a lot of great guest stars on the show. And this year, we have a lot more great, great guest stars, man. And, uh, you know, my my dear friend Richard Kind is coming back, who I worked with on Leverage and, and another movie and all that stuff. So, I mean, the cast is star-studded. But his his role in particular is just so... I mean, when I was working with him and you listen to his voice and his mannerisms and it's, it's very cringing, man. It's uh, it's uncomfortable. And uh, thank God he's right in off the bat, man. So we to where we get that kind of feel that we're going to have this year. You know, in saying all that, to say this, I, I, Dean Devlin set us all down before we started this, and usually we'll try to hit a different person. We'll try to hit a different country. We'll try to hit a different area or or maybe even a genre that we can bring to the show to appreciate the show. And this year, Dean just laid back and goes, man, this is not for anything. He goes, this season is strictly for the fans. And we were like, what do you mean? He's like, I, we're we're doing this one for the fans. We're giving the fans everything that they want. He he listens to social media and reads up on social media. And that's what was so fun about it this year. If we weren't trying to fit ourselves into any sort of box, man, we just got to run free. And I tell you, when you've got Noah Wiley writing, Noah Wiley directing, Jonathan Frakes, you know, who I've worked with for over 10 years now as a director, he's directing his his take on comedy is amazing. I honestly think this is the best season we've done so far.
1: Oh, and that's high praise because the first three have been so great.
2: Well, thank you, man.
1: All right, so what's the deal with the red axe? Is it more than just an axe, and is it going to make an appearance in season four?
2: Uh, I think there's one in there somewhere because I had to put it in. You know, the funny thing about that was is that axe was never meant to be anything. I had an axe, and I threw it at a a giant wolf and killed him and got it off the thing, and I spun it like an old Elliot Spencer would do. I got in trouble for that because they didn't want me to do Elliot Spencer-esque stuff. But, um, you know, what's funny is that then in the promos, when we started shooting photos for the promos, they brought that axe out. And I'm like, why are you giving me the?" I only had it in one episode. But because all the promos had the axes, then we started putting axes back in. So if there's ever a weapon of choice of me, everyone else grabs a sword, you'll see me. I'll always grab an axe. I'll grab a tomahawk. Um, there is an axe this year. I kind of see them as Easter eggs, if you will. So it's, it's, uh, you'll have to see where it's at. But it's a, it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, not a lot of people carry around an axe. I know that cat from... The Walking Dead has a baseball bat now. There's not a lot of people on TV that carry an axe, and so I kind of like that about Jake Stone.
1: Yeah, and unless it's made out of balsa wood, that, that's got to
0: Before Shopify,
1: were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching.
2: Oh, sorry, but my
1: Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Be difficult to handle.
2: It is, but you know, that's kind of my thing is spinning stuff. So I've been doing it for years, did it on Angel, did it on, I don't know why I do it. If I have something in my hand, I just spin it. And so uh, it's actually better if it has a little bit of weight to it. That way it distributes the, uh, it it can can spin a little bit better. It's heavy. People get scared on the set. I've dropped a couple of them and people freak out, especially Lindy, but she's all right. She didn't lose any toes. All
1: right, well, now that he's comfortable putting his own name on scholarly articles, Mike, Jake want to step out on his own from time to time? Or does he just find the allure of being part of a team too compelling?
2: Uh, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that's what we're going to end up struggling with uh, this year. That's sort of uh, one of the monsters that we run up to is that, you know, do we want to do this, man? Is this is this what we want to spend the rest of our life doing? Because it's a commitment. You commit to the library. And so that's a lot of stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a lot of stuff that he that's his battle this year is does he want to continue to do this or does he want to go out and make a difference some other way in the world through scholarly adventures you know and this is what we're going to have to deal with and this is what has gotten brought up and that's why i think is so fun about this thing is that there are many different monsters there are many different forces but i think the greatest one this year lies within us
1: all right now the Kaniac contingent wants to know any romantic entanglements for jake stone <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, man, it's sort of i I've fallen back into the, I hate to bring this guy up all the time, but the Elliot Spencer thing as well. That's how they write for me, man. That's just how they write for me. For some reason, John Rogers and Dean Devlin, they want to keep me, uh, they want to keep me single. So there is a romantic interlude this year. There's a whole episode about romance with Jake Stone and what he has to deal with. And that's another thing is that, you know, does he, does he want love in his life? Because he can't have it if he's going to continue to date the library. If you will, and so uh, you know he's got a he's got a big 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 episode where he is uh, conflicted about this and uh, and there was a very beautiful girl that came in and played the role and that was one of our funnest episodes to be honest with you because it all it all takes place at a summer camp and so uh, we got to be out in the wilderness for like a week straight shooting Dean Devlin directed and uh, and it's it's a very fun episode but uh, you know listen as John Rogers used to say Jake Stone's weekends are full. He just deals with the library during the week, but there there might be a kiss or two this year. So uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully the Kaniacs will uh, will either enjoy that or hate that. I'm not sure which one they want.
1: I, uh, good point. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure most fans of the libraries are aware of your music career. You know how, how's that going? And got another album in the works. A tour?
2: Uh, writing some music right now. Not going on tour. I'm. Uh, I'm actually taking off in a in a week here to go with my uh, my best friend in the world, Clayne Crawford, who plays Martin Riggs on Lethal Weapon. Uh, he's got a big charity event in Alabama so I'm going to go down there and play about 30-45 minutes worth of music for him he invited me to, or he asked me to come out and do it so I'm going to be playing a little bit over Christmas right there with him and then go home for Christmas but you know we, we I do a little playing and singing this year it's not what people think it's not going to be the whole you know it's kind of a comedy thing but, uh, but I do I pick up the guitar and I sing a couple of notes on the librarians this year and uh, that was such a fun fun episode that Noah Wiley wrote and Jonathan Frakes directed and uh, you know i get to dress up as a cowboy and and, and don a guitar again so uh that's going to be a fun episode i think i think it could be a fan favorite because of the writing by noah the directing by frakes obviously a fantastic comedic director and then just we let it all loose man it's literally like you know it's uh it's spaghetti westerns meets charlie chaplin it's just it's just going to be beautiful
1: now was that something you lobbied for at any point you know having jake sing
2: he was gonna stay away from it just because you know it's a lot of times people don't do it right obviously we did it really well on leverage and uh i always you know i don't i don't want to make a mockery out of it but then dean set me down and told me the concept and noah had written it in and me and noah kind of played around with the song and what to say and all that kind of stuff and so it became this little uh this little project that we had on the side and, uh, you know, normally if it doesn't fit the role, I don't like to sing. I don't like to sing for the sake of singing. As a matter of fact, I remember last season, there was an episode where I was supposed to sing the whole time, but I talked to the writers and the, and the director and I said, you know, listen, I just don't feel it does anything for this character. And it, and, it, and it's kind of making fun of the fact that I do love to sing. And this one was making fun of the fact that he's singing, not the fact that he's a singer i don't know how to explain it really but it is funny and it's comedic and it's sort of making fun of everything but it was in such a great light that uh, dean approached me with it and i said yeah man if you i, I would love to okay
1: All right, uh you've got a couple movies uh christmas in the heartland has been really well received how, how was that experience
2: well that was a quick uh, that was a quick experience man it was a fun little movie that we did and i, I got to film it in Oklahoma. Which is where i 'm from, and so you know i've never gotten to uh well, I have filmed something in Oklahoma, but I never really was there for a film, and so that was a lot of fun you know it's not it's not often that a, that a guy like me gets to have I had two moms in the movie if you've seen it you know one of them is uh is Bo Derek and the other is Shelly long and to be able to say that i've worked with those two people is just a is a dream come true and I did a little song with Joe Don Rooney from Rascal Flats Joe don uh Was out here in L.A. recording and said, hey, man, just come by and sing a verse. And I was like, all right, man, no problem. So got to work with Joe Don. Hadn't seen Joe Don in a couple of years. And so we all got to work together. And then his wife, the uh, beautiful, beautiful Tiffany Fallon, was my fiance in the movie. So it's really strange because his wife is playing my fiance. He's playing. Well, I can't give too much of the movie away, but it's just you know this a weird scenario. But we had a fun man. We were in Oklahoma. It was over the winter. It was chilly. It felt like Christmas time, and uh, you know there was a lot of wine that that that, that went around there. And shoot. we just we just had a blast in each other's company. So that's fun.
1: Right. And what about Junkie, which looks like it's not due out until late in 2018.
2: What's going on with Junkie, man? I wish I could tell you more about Junkie. I have no idea what's going on. That was filmed a couple of years ago, I think, and I'm just I'm just not sure where it's at or what uh, what they're doing with it. So I can't really speak on that. I apologize.
1: Okay. Now, do I understand correctly that you were a Cowboys fan and now root for the Packers? I mean, how does that even happen?
2: <laughs> well, that happens because I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. And I was a Brett Favre fan since Brett Favre hit the scene. was a tough quarterback. That's how I grew up playing football. Just, you know, there was no helmet to helmet rule. We used to have to run laps if you didn't hit someone with your helmet when I played. So, you know, he was just a tough, tough quarterback. And then Aaron Rodgers just seemed to fit that bill. And I remember Aaron Rodgers at Cal beating USC and I can't stand USC. And I remember being a fan of his from there. And then he took over the role and just the green Bay, just, I just, I just really like green Bay, man. And, and, um, you know, something happened a little earlier in life where one of my songs helped somebody get through some stuff, and one of my fans, who's a kaniac who is also a Brett Favre fan. And Brett, because of what went on, and just music-wise, just my music helped some people, and, then, uh, and so he ended up signing a Brett Favre f- football helmet. I mean, Brett doesn't sign. So I have that, man. and That's one of my prized possessions. And i got to be honest with you, I love the Cowboys, but I just didn't like Romo at the helm. I love Tony Romo. I think he's an unbelievable commentator now, and he's just such a great guy in general. But I didn't like him at the helm. I just didn't think that the Cowboys were doing what they could have done. So I'm still a Cowboys fan. It was just a little bit easier to lean towards the Packers, and I love the Packers.
0: All right.
1: All right, last question. Last show that you binge-watched.
2: Binged watched Last show I binge-watched was last season. I haven't seen the new season. Last show I binge-watched was Stranger Things. Uh, it took me a second to get into it. And then once I did, I really, really enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the story. Sean Levy produced that, and Sean Levy directed me and Just Married. He directed a couple of the Stranger Things. and uh, So I've known Sean for a long, long time. Really loved the story. Just got back from Australia. Uh, where I was hanging out with Millie Bobby Brown for two weeks. We took a selfie together, and, you know, she's such a sweetheart, and she's going to be an unbelievable – she already is an unbelievable actress, but she's going to have such a great career. So I'd have to say Stranger Things. All
1: right, cool. All right, well, I want to thank you, Christian, for meeting with us today on Sci-Fi Fidelity. Appreciate your time. Good luck with season four and
0: beyond, and thank you so much, Christian.
2: (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me, man. Anytime you need me, you let me know. It's been a pleasure, man.
0: All right. What a great talk we had there with Christian Kane. And Dave, I, I know you have been enjoying the show for many years. So that must have been a real fun treat to be able to talk to Christian.
1: Yeah. And, you know, over the years, we've been so fortunate with the access to the actors, the writers, the showrunners. And I'm continually amazed at how nice they are, how real they are. And certainly none of that Hollywood vibe that you see on TV all the
0: time or on news programs or whatever. Just, really a a delight and obviously the librarians cast and crew are still having fun with the show four seasons in and we always are wondering is this going to be the last season is this going to be the last season so I'm glad they've been able to keep it going this long and they're still enjoying it very obviously so tune in to episode 407 and the disenchanted forest Wednesday January 3rd at 8pm and we'll be back with another edition of sci-fi fidelity in the first weeks of January see you then